Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Thursday. Can you guys just give me like a thumbs up or a five by five in chat? Make sure we're coming through clearly. I uh, had some issues with OBS getting started here. I just want to make sure we're working properly. I th I think we're good. Oh yeah. I think I think we're okay, but I can I, see us. You can see us. We're yeah. we're good to go. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just um. I don't know what's been going on, man, with OBS, but half the time when I first try to start these shows, it's, it's like when it's a good connection, it's like, I don't know, anywhere from 3000 to 4500 kilobytes per second. And it's been connecting between like zero and like 200 and it just won't go up. Yeah, I don't. And, and then I have to like close it and reset it. But what sucks is I, I start sending data to the platforms and then stop it. And then sometimes it screws up the posts. And then when you reconnect it. It acts all weird. The chat stops working. Things, things just uh, stop operating correctly. But I think I caught it quickly enough and relaunched it before too much damage was done. Uh, so I think I think we're good to go. I think I think we're on track. So anyway, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us for another taking it back. I'm here with my good buddy Zach Payne of Red Pill Seventy Eight. Frank is a few minutes behind. He'll be joining us shortly. But Zach, how you doing, man? Well, besides the apocalypse, <laughs> I'm leaving us. I've uh, been doing well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I took a nap and I woke up uh, just before the show and uh, I saw all of this uh, discussion about how things weren't working. And I was I was wondering if we were even going to be able to go live today. Uh, and my Internet appears to be working just fine. Um, and it looks like it's pretty it's, it, it, it seems like across the country, we do have quite a few people who don't have Internet. Um, so I don't know, man. It's uh, it's a little suspicious timing uh, to have uh, some sort of super disaster that takes place in an election year. Who knows what might be going on? Yeah. What do you do? You, do you think this is just like a, an innocent technology failure? Is this prepping us for for something else? I mean, are we under attack right now? What I know it's impossible to tell. Nothing's really been reported, but what's what's your vibe on this, man? What 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 are we dealing with here? Well, I mean, it it could be any of the above, you know. I mean, it it's it's likely though. There, you know, it it's it's likely that there may have been some specific attack on uh, internet or uh, electricity related infrastructure, because. Um, you know, we have uh, essentially the United States has allowed people to come through that southern border uh, with known terrorist affiliations. China has specifically uh, been testing our infrastructure. The, the discussion surrounding it ha has been ongoing for pretty much decades at this point. I mean, it was inevitable that it was going to happen at some point. Um, so if it if it happened, you know, it would make sense to me that it would happen in an election year with Joe Biden living at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, so don't forget, we also just recently had uh, that o Obama disaster movie, Leave the World Behind, which had uh, something to do with this. And I guess that there was also uh, some sort of a, an exercise that was done by the global elites not all that long ago. So, you know, that seems to me to just be uh, uh, sort of coinciding with that whole uh, event 201 and then the pandemic. I mean, it really would not surprise me at all. Yeah, it's, it's interesting for sure. Good. Somebody over here on uh, <laughs> on Badlands, uh, S. Reese 48 says, Zach, FYI, Charlie copied your baseless. Charlie Kirk copied your baseless conspiracy show from last night. I, if you can get me a link for that, I'd like to see that because that. That's another thing that wouldn't surprise me because all of those like super like, you know, top tier con ink channels, uh, they always steal content on uh, like on, on Twitter and, you know, Truth Social and stuff. But if Charlie Kirk actually stole the show, then that would that would be hilarious. Wait, when you say stole the show, do you mean like repeated things Zach was saying or like actually clipped from Zach's show? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking for that. Um, uh, for that link, because I mean, I'll be the first to tell you guys quite often people will get, uh, they'll get inspiration, shall we say from other creators, uh, to yeah. do shows on certain subjects. I mean, it's inevitable. And especially when one particular subject is in the news, then definitely that will get talked about. Um, 
But if Charlie Kirk did something like super obscure that I just did, then I would, you know, I, I would err on the side of caution and say he likely probably thought that's a really good idea. I'm going to take it directly. What What was the show about? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, let the, what was your show about that they're saying? Like, what, what, what were you covering that you think that he might have copied? Well, I mean, Monday night we were talking about Giants. Uh, so, I mean, like. That that's not like a, a like a very like here and now subject. So if Charlie Kirk also just did a show on Giants, you know, I mean it's it's likely he probably saw it. <laughs> that's pretty we funny, man. Russian space nukes. It might be Russian space nukes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Mike Turner's out on Twitter right now freaking out, I told you, I told you, clear and present danger. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Andre2121 says, hi, Zach. This is the first time catching Taking It Back. These outages are crazy. The timing is insane, considering you also just had your guest talking about communications going down. His name is Matt, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Did you, do, you, do, you did a show on, on this whole situation recently? Um, I, I think it was just something that came up when um, when Matt was on the show. We were actually talking about his experience with the Ohio dog man. Uh, years ago when he was 14 years old. Now I can see the look on your face. You're, you're like, okay, sure. The, <laughs> the dog man. Well, yeah. Werewolves and vampires. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's out there, Zach. What are you talking about? But, uh, this, he has an, an incredible story and, um, I thought it was really, really, uh, honest and it did not seem like he was making it up. Like he had, you know, he, he's got a, he's a guy with integrity and, and he also has a lot to lose by coming forward and telling this story. I mean, he's like he's he, he's like a, a, a sports radio guy. He's just like a broadcaster. He's not like famous, but I mean, he's got like, a you know, a comfortable position. He's been there for 17 years. And this is not the kind of thing that you want to bring up when you're covering like, you know, a college game or something like that. People are not going right. to, you know, and he hasn't written a book or anything like that. He hasn't sold movie rights or I mean, and like while he's telling the story, like the emotion is palpable, like the fear and and just, you know, the 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 immediacy of that situation. So what what is the dog? This is like a hybrid. Like, what can you can you I'm, I'm, I'm completely new to all of this. So oh. when you say that it, 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 it's like I have no idea what you're even really talking about. So you got to fill me in here, man. Um, I, I want you to watch the the episode uh, just because I think that you'll you'll probably enjoy it. But hold on, let me first remove this background because it's starting to bug me. And if it's bugging me, it's probably <laughs> bugging everybody else. Um, okay, so basically, he's he was from uh, Youngstown, Ohio. And uh, when he was 14 years old, he and some friends were like hanging out. Like they, they used to go to this abandoned steel mill. And I'm sure when you were a kid, you you know, you did the same thing. I did the same thing. We would go look for abandoned buildings, abandoned houses. We would do like urban exploring and stuff. And, you know, it's a it's a big deal. A lot of people do it nowadays. And, you know, frankly, they have a lot more opportunity to do it because there's so much more blight all across America and especially in the Rust Belt. But, you know, Youngstown was pretty dangerous at that time. And I believe it still is, you know, lots of unsolved murders and gang activity, mob Um and in this particular area, because it was like an abandoned building complex, you had like homeless people living there doing drugs and, you know, bodies that would pop up every now and then. But him and his friends, um, they literally like in the dark, they were there uh, at this, uh, this 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 old uh, steel mill. They had set a fire and they there was like packs of dogs that would like, you know, lived back there on the railroad tracks and they'd come through and they heard one of these dogs like scream. And they look uh, through this opening in the building and they saw a dog like flying at them towards the building and it hit the ground hard and then it got up and it limped away. And then there was another one that flew at them. Only this one had his entire side flayed open and it was it was seriously damaged. Well, they look towards the area where they thought he came from. And I shit you not, there is a a a, a, a gigantic dog man i mean like you know like a prototypical werewolf uh like uh half man half canine but clearly human and it, it was it was broad it was tall it was pretty lanky it had you know small or shorter claws but clearly human hands but like glowing red eyes and a giant head and that when they saw it you know silhouetted against the moon 
one of his friends like gasped and the thing turned and looked and saw them and then started running for them. Long story short, they all thought that they were going to die and it basically screwed them up for life. Two of those guys are dead now uh, from drug overdoses. And uh, the two who survived, Matt and his friend, you know, they're still pretty much greatly affected to it to this very day. One of the guys, the other guy, he won't talk about it at all. He's like, you know, he's got a career, he's got, you know, a company that he runs and he doesn't want to screw up, you know, his life. And so Matt's the only one that's talked about it. And it happened, you know, I don't know, 40 years ago, something like that. Um, Damn. Yeah, it's a, it's it's pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy. Near the desert. What's that? They live near the desert. Oh, no, no. He was in Youngstown, Ohio. And you're hot on your mic. Like, what the fuck, man? Mm -hmm. What the hell do I have to do over here? Jeez, much, much better. Yeah. I turned it down to almost nothing. Hey, uh, man. If it works, it works, you know. <laughs> That's wild. How about now? Yeah, you sound great. All right, great. Jeez. Um, the dog man thing. I was talking with Tony Merkel from the confessionals, uh, the confessionals about that. Um he has a, a really interesting I can't wait to watch this when it comes out in October, but he actually went looking for it somewhere in either in Kentucky or Indiana. I forget where it is. But it's crazy with the dog man stuff. Um, because I I, I interview a lot of people in the cryptid world, you know, mm -hmm. monster hunters, stuff like that. And we're hearing a lot more about Dogman these days. You yeah. know what I was thinking about just the other night? Where the hell did all the, the, the Chupacabra re reports come go? In, in the 1990s, Chupacabra was huge. Yeah. Well, Chupacabra and, <clears throat> and uh, crop circles. Where the hell did those go? So the crop circles are still happening. It's just that they're not special anymore. And, you know, people are now focused on like the big reveal of, you know, aliens and disclosure. And so, you know, crop circles were really like the tease uh, to to wet people's whistle. And when it came to aliens and and uh, and, and UFOs, people accept them basically uh, as as existing. So a crop circle in and of itself is, you know, not so much. Um, now, chupacabras, I mean, obviously, that's going to be uh, pretty much down in the southwest. People are not going to be as uh, comfortable, I would think, being near the border uh, and also with all of that additional traffic that's happening at the border. Who's to say that if some uh, he, as as of yet unidentified uh, creature uh, isn't going to make itself as scarce as possible due to that fact? Um, so I think that's a possibility. Now, also, the dog man, I, I feel like uh, one, the people have reported them. They've always reported them. But. I think that specifically it is one of the more unbelievable cryptids, you know, um, you say, you know, dog man and people, you know, they're like, oh, you, you mean a werewolf? I mean, like, sure, I know about werewolves. I, I've seen American werewolf in London. It just seems like the kind of thing that people might make up. Right. So I think that people have been loath to bring up the idea of this because they don't want to discredit themselves. And, um, you know, Frank, I mean, honestly, you'd probably want to interview this guy. His name is Matt Emch, and uh, he's got a great story. I'll send you both the video. I think you should watch it. I, I think he's totally credible, you know, and like anytime I hear somebody telling a story like this, you know, I do as much as much investigation into them as possible. And, you know, I want to know before I speak to them whether or not I even believe them. And, you know, I, I know that there are people out there who are just going to make stories up because they want to, you know, gain recognition or fame or something like that. And that's totally not this guy. Um, I think I think that he is he's highly credible and he's actually a really great guy. We've become friends like since uh, I met him and had him on the show. I, well, I, I, you know, I would just love to watch the show you did. So yeah. send me the link of the the episode you did first. I'd yep. love to watch the the source material on that. And um, hell yeah, I'm always always on the lookout for stuff like that. I've got um, yeah, it's a shit. That's what I want to do a lot more uh, of, just in general, to be honest. So, um, that, I mean, there's all there's like big picture stuff that I think is so important right now. Last night, I did a show um on uh, what i call the great american burnout and and we're just taking calls from people or i read a couple two articles about how the um the plight of the middle class is just getting just so bad yeah of course all the other things that are piled on top of it and just just seeing how you know where people are feeling the burnout the most and and i 
and a lot of it does stem from losing contact with people who, who actually help you weather the storm a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the big thing, friendships, and then, of course, that that sense of wonder into things like, is this all really there is to life? Is there is there really no hidden doorways? Is there nothing else that, uh, or is this just really all it is? Is is the real, the the bullshit that we get on the, the projections from CNN? Is that mm-hmm. really it? It, it can't be. Yeah. I, I want to hear about dog men, to be honest, so, than anything else. So there's another aspect that I've considered, um, you know, and, and it seems like the, like the, the paranormal in general has, uh, has, has become a lot more common. Certainly people are more comfortable talking about it. If you do talk about it, you're not going to be discredited in the same way that you would have been, uh, you know, even 20 years ago, if that was something that you broached, like people would tend to relegate you to that corner of discussion or or to to brand you as being associated with that. This is why I love doing these shows because I can talk about whatever the hell I want, you know, and everybody else be damned. Like I will cover anything because I love learning about everything. Now, specifically, perhaps with dogmen and uh, in in the paranormal in a larger sense, perhaps it's because there is quite literally a thinning of the veil, if you will, you know, like the 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 separation between the physical, the corporeal and the ethereal is perhaps beginning to break down um, for any number of reasons, you know, but like go back to Jack Parsons and the founding of uh, of uh, JPL and NASA and uh, the ritual that they did and supposedly never undid. Uh, to bring a demon into the physical world, manifest it so that they could harness that power, that dark and evil energy uh, to uh, sustain their experiments. You know, what if, you know, I mean, maybe that was the start of something. Maybe that was, you know, a, just another waypoint, a stop along the way. Um, but certainly I believe that people have been like intentionally manifesting these things. And, you know, this is not merely a physical phenomenon that that we're talking about with Matt's story. And you'll find out uh, when you see it. I dropped the link into the private chat for both you guys. And I w- honestly, I would love to hear your thoughts after you watch. Uh, you're talking about Jack Parsons and his uh, attempt to incarnate the uh, the moon yeah. child. Yes. that Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah and it's, it, I, I listen, I give it a. I always leave that door open when you're talking about the people who have really laid the foundational pieces for something like NASA or, yeah. you know, uh, have in military intelligence that have created mind war and psyop programs being, you know, major founders of, of satanic temples. Uh, I mean, the, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's really something you got to think about. Mm-hmm. Who was born right after the uh, the attempt to incarnate uh, Hillary Clinton? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. Oh, so yeah, good. So good. Worth a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I I I agree. I mean, I definitely think there there's something something to all of that for sure. I'm I'm a big believer. And that kind of thing too. As far as dogma, I've never actually heard of dogma. I'm definitely going to watch this stream though, um, and uh, check this out for sure. You got me very, very curious. Uh, all right, we're 20 minutes in. I should take care of our uh, our first set of sponsors here, and we'll we'll jump back in. Uh, um, first one is Love Litters. Uh, attention, all you Badlanders with purring pals and feathered friends. Say hello to Love Litters. 100% pure kiln-dried wood, free from chemicals and oh so kind to Mother Earth. No dust, no mess, no toxins. Just a lightweight solution that's gentle on your wallet and even gentler in your home. Our biodegradable litter is crafted from wood destined for landfills, giving it a new purpose in your pet's life. Cats love it. Our astonishing formula works like magic to neutralize that notorious cat urine odor, keeping your home pine fresh and welcoming. For bird lovers, it zaps moisture from bird droppings, crumbling them away, all being safe if pecked at or ingested. For reptiles and critters too, our mix is crafted to dilute the pine scent, ensuring those little lungs stay happy and healthy. Plus, every 30-pound bag of Love Litters will last up to six months, saving you money. Transform your pet care routine today. Visit badlandsmedia.tv forward slash litter. That's badlandsmedia.tv forward slash litter. And breathe easy with a uh, litter that loves your pets as much as you do. And then we also have 
uh, our friends at Goldco. Are you concerned about the $6 trillion at stake in the upcoming 2024 election? The Wall Street Journal has reported a critical issue, the looming decision on extending tax cuts scheduled to expire after 2025. Republicans advocate for extending Trump's tax cuts, while Democrats lean towards letting them expire and uh, increasing taxes on top earners and corporations, potentially creating a massive $6 trillion gap. But fear not, there's a way to protect yourself from this impending threat. Join the thousands of hardworking Americans who are taking uh, proactive steps to safeguard their savings. Visit BadlandsGold.com. Uh, That's BadlandsGold.com to claim your free 2024 gold and silver kit and fortify everything you've worked for. You may even qualify for up to 10% back in bonus silver, but hurry, supplies are limited. Don't leave your financial future to chance. Act now to diversify and shield your savings against the uncertainties ahead. Get your free 2024 gold and silver kit today at badlandsgold.com and take control of your financial destiny. So thank you again to our sponsors and those of you who support the sponsors. Please hit that thumbs up button on Rumble. If you're on pill.net, give us a red pill repost the show. Share the link wherever you are watching. Um, Frank, did you, oh, good. I, I was just going to say love letters is legit. Like we do not smell cat urine in the, in the room where the litter box is now like smoky. She's like 20 years old. Okay. And she's, you know, taking a leak several times a day. I gotta, I gotta empty the box every day, but, uh, it used to be that we could smell the pee, you know, regardless of what type of litter we used. And, I swear to God, there is no piss smell. It's incredible. I never would have thought that it was possible. Um, yeah, now I have I have something I needed to address in the chat after we hear from Frank. I want Frank, though. <laughs> what? I, I, I was just going to ask Frank if you experienced any of the, the blackout today, this communications outage, uh, if, it, yeah. if it affected you at all. Yeah, well, I have AT&T. So okay. what I, you know, I went out uh, Thursday on Thursday mornings, I meet up with my buddy Rob at eight 30 in the morning at the park and, uh, and we work out. So from eight 30 to about 10, 15, I was wrapped up, you know, so, you know, we worked out until about 10 and we just chatted until about 10, 15, he walks off. I get into my car. I fire up my phone just to see if, you know, Lauren had texted me or anything. And I see at the top right-hand corner SOS and there was no there's no data. Like what the hell's going on? So I, I turned it off. I turned it back on whatever. And, um, so I said, all right, well, I guess, uh, something's up and, uh, must be some kind of an interruption. So I got home just as quickly as I could, just so I could get in a Wi-Fi zone and check all my texts and see, make sure everything's all right. And, uh, everything's fine. Lauren said she, uh, she had, uh, some problems with all the reception, but my father-in-law came by to visit. He was at the house when I got home and he's not on AT&T and he had bars. Hmm. So it, it was like, it was one service provider, or at least from the people in my home, only one service provider was out. And, uh, and then I just said, what's going on there. That's when I, I got on to Twitter and elsewhere. And I saw everybody talking about the outages and how widespread it was and this and that. And, uh, curious. Just curious stuff, especially since it, it wasn't across the board. What are people saying? I don't I don't know what people are saying. I mean, some people are posing the idea that it was some kind of attack. Other people are saying it was some kind of test or something like that. Well, I saw, I, the, the, you know, Ben Davidson and the Suspicious Observers crew and a couple of my friends. They they thought it was uh, it could be solar uh, solar flare activity. But then again, why is it selective if that's the case? Um, I, and then I don't know. Then I saw that pharmacies were, were having a hard time with processing things because computers were going haywire. So what is it? Is it atmospheric? Is it an attack? I, I don't know that, that I'm watching everybody hash it out. I've, I've heard everything from cyber attack to solar flares or, or something, or something like that affecting, affecting things. I will say this, this was interesting. Six days ago, Dan Scavino Jr., posted this on Twitter and I had no like no context nothing else really around it but just like the old AOL dial-up thing I don't know if that has anything to do with anything but the timing of it was interesting given what happened this morning so I don't I don't know but um it's definitely curious for sure you want to so. talk about timing and I will bring this up tonight just to throw it out there 
But last week at some point, maybe early last week, there was a there was a, a headline, uh, an, an announcement that I don't know one of George Soros Soros's companies or investment groups or whatever had bought up a radio station chain in the United States, about two hundred fifty stations, um, Odyssey app, all that stuff. You know, enough station. We're talking about big stations like WFAN in New York. That's the the biggest sports radio, one of the biggest sports radio stations in the world. And then, um, and and people, I said, you know, this is this is pretty uh, significant right here. Just so everybody knows, and people, a, a couple of people were just like Frank, you know, they they kind of laughed. They said, "When was the last time you listened to radio?" I said, "Actually, I, I listen to radio uh, quite often, but that's uh, a, a completely aside from the point." He's made when you see somebody making a investment in technology, you're making an investment in the technology. Forget about how many people are currently listening to AM FM radio. Forget about what you were, uh, what you come have come to be known as a really antiquated and obnoxious business model with with uh, radio advertising. How that all works out there, but um, you know the investment in a technology like radio, AM, AM talk radio is not moving the needle politically in this country. It's not about kicking big personalities off. The the heyday of of talk radio in the country, terrestrial talk radio in this country is is gone. But if all modern means of communication is somehow disrupted suddenly, then suddenly radio becomes the most important communication device on earth again. And so when somebody comes in and sweeps up 220 to 250 radio stations, a significant chain, and then six days later, everybody's reminded at how fragile mm-hmm. the situation we have is again. I just say that's the connection. Not that one caused the other or whatever. I'm just like, that's the connection right there. It's an it's not a silly investment. Yeah. Uh, uh DX in the chat says uh Soros bought a bunch here in Texas, mostly conservative and Latino stations. So yeah, interesting. Sorry, Zach, go ahead. I was just going to say, you got a um, a bot in your chat. They're jumping back and forth between 412 and Badlands. His name is Jacob Wilson, 49. He's trying to siphon people over to Telegram. Jacob Wilson. Why do I not see this person? In in Rumble? Uh, yeah, on Rumble on 412 Productions. Jacob Wilson, 49. Attention, Mel Gibson is live right now. Uh- there he oh, is. Really? Right. Yeah. Let's switch over there and listen to him. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. All right. Well, he's he's gone on uh he's gone on 412. I can't do anything about the Badlands chat unless we got a mod out there that has the ability to kick him. Hey, let me but, ask you uh, a question, a quick one. And it's gonna it's gonna become a uh, a major topic on my show at some point in the next week or so. But I just finished watching, re-watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy this time with my, with my daughter, surprisingly, she understood the basic points and wanted to keep watching. We just finished return of the King today. And wow, she's like five and four years old yet. Right. She's yeah. She's three. Wow, and, but, but she, she understands that the ring is making everybody feel very bad. It needs to be destroyed. And she's understanding the big thing. There is the value of friendship, you know? And I wanted to ask you guys, if you had to go and take this ring and travel by foot to Mordor through every treacherous environment you had to, to destroy this thing for the good of not only your home, but for the whole world, and you had to take, who is that? Who in your life do you know, hands down, no matter what, even if you haven't spoken for a while, if you needed the help to make that journey? Who would it be? Do you have that person in your life? Who was definitely? It? Uh, my my younger brother Adam would would have my back the entire way, and uh, I've got a, I've got a couple good friends too. I, I doubt they're listening. They might be, but uh, my buddies Chris and Joe, um, they 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 would step. They would be with me the entire way as well. I have no doubt in my mind. Uh, my, my buddy Wes, my buddy Wes, we went to high school together and for years we used to go on like uh, camping and hiking and biking trips uh, every year. But, you know, you get older and the, the the career takes over and you have kids. And but yes, Wes, if I said, Wes, it's time for us to go on an adventure, he would be there 100 percent. See, I, I feel it's so important to take account of that. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and I I don't know you know I think some people might might have lost perspective on that and perhaps now with how things are so fractured in society they may think that they don't have a Samwise Gamgee yeah that, that would be <clears> by <throat> side and that's that's a big part of big part of what where my head has been lately I just wanted to ask you guys yeah no it's a it's a good question like you said it is, it is important to take inventory of those relationships and you know whatever you want to call it, your rider dies so to speak know who they are and um make sure you maintain and, and keep those people close because um it is rare it is rare to have people that you can really count on for stuff like that yeah absolutely um cool uh let's see i want there's a bunch of other things i wanted to get into today um Let's let's talk about the uh, you guys see this OMG, the the uh O'Keefe Media Group expose on this IRS agent that yes. came out the other day. Yes. No, what happened? Oh my god. Oh Frank. I don't, I don't, let me play the first like three minutes of this because it I think it's in case anyone else out there hasn't really seen this either. Um it, it's pretty pretty ridiculous. It's uh our dystopian future has arrived. Yeah, <laughs> this is some minority right. report style stuff. Stuff. I can't. Is it constitutional? Let me let me find. You know, if you play him this first sixty seconds, it gives him a highlight reel of all of the revelations. All right. Yeah, we'll just do that. I was gonna skip a little bit, but yeah. So AI has access to like everybody's bank account. They, they see the amount in your bank account, yes. I can't. Is it constitutional to do that? I doubt it. <laughs> they are assholes. Really? They are the definition of an All of them. They have no problem like, going after the small people, you know, putting people in prison, like destroying people's life. They, they really? Have, they have no problem doing that. They said that we were all nice when we started. Now look at us. Like, not, they are like robots right now. All of them. I can't wait to give this news to all of my friends. <laughs> yeah, please don't tell them my name. Do you think that you would like have to have like a piece of No, not with her. They, they can audit like whoever they want. That's actually, it's, it's a pretty basic, right? Yeah. Like in, in six months, they were able to capture half a billion dollars. Do they have warrants to go into like the accounts to, to find that half a billion dollars? Like, no. You said the IRS doesn't control the AI? Who does? The Department of Justice and um, the Inspector General. It's like he went into the army. When I went to the, to the criminal investigation unit, the guy tell, telling me, like, well, the first person you shoot, you're going to remember. But after that, you're going to shoot, like, 100 people. You're not going to remember any of them. I'll, I'll leave that there. But basically, the highlights are IRS agents uh, have no problem with and even borderline enjoy messing with the little guy. They have no problem ruining, you know, the average middle class worker's life. Uh, they're using AI to monitor the balance of your bank accounts and your transactions. So uh, the, there, there is no privacy with your banking. Uh, the IRS has literally uh, bots basically keeping track of all of all of our bank accounts right now. And, and uh, yeah, let, let me tell you, Frank, how successful this AI has been, you know, and obviously the measure of success for the IRS would be their ability to collect as much money as possible. In the first six months of the rollout of this AI, which monitors not only Americans' bank accounts, but the bank account of every person and every corporation across the entire world, they were able to recapture $500 billion in the first six months. And it absolutely is not constitutional. Uh, it's not even the IRS that owns and operates this AI. It's the Department of Justice and the Inspector General. 
And that's why I said this is basically some minority report stuff here, because uh, we essentially have a pre-crime division that's now in action in our own Department of Justice. They're using it for the worst possible scenario uh, to rob us of uh, any ability to, uh, uh, you know, have a, a security in our lives, because it doesn't just identify actual fraud. It identifies possible fraud. And then once it identifies possible fraud, well, then that gives the IRS criminal division the excuse to go in and begin that investigation. And as he said, they have no care or worry about sticking a microscope straight up your ass and destroying you. In fact, they they find quite a bit of pleasure in destroying people just like us and taking everything that we have. And there's essentially no escape. There's uh, nothing you can do. Obviously, even if you are living your life uh, perfectly, you have a, an accountant, you're doing your taxes, they may not matter because if this AI sees something that it considers to be suspicious, then that's all the IRS needs and you're done. Well, I'm, I'm happy I picked last night to express how much I hated the IRS then. <laughs> and I do. I do. It's a, it's a, what a, I, anybody, I, I love, this is why I, I cringe at the retardation, the level of retardation that somebody talks about slavery in the United States in the past tense. The fact that they talk about it in the past tense. Yeah. Chattel slavery was nothing compared to what's going on right now. Mm -mm. Nothing. nothing. That's in, and, and of course, here's the thing. This is all being reported on. It's all public now. This is more than enough predicate to go in and 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 tear the entire Justice Department apart until this is rooted out and thrown mm -hmm. away. What is anybody in Congress doing? Has anybody made any kind of mention of this since it's come out? Not to my knowledge. I haven't seen anybody of note in any any elected position even so much as give this a, a retweet. You know, I don't, granted, I'm not, I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter, but I saw this come out the other day and I was scrolling through, uh, prepping for the show today. And I, I did spend probably about a good 45 minutes just going up and down my feed, going up and down the for you feed. And I didn't see anybody of note calling this out, making a big deal of it. Like they, there should be congressional hearings, investigations. I mean, this should be front page news, um, but it really shows you like who 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 runs the game here, right? I mean, the fact that this could come out and you get dead silence from everyone in charge, I think it says a whole, whole lot about the way things operate. I wonder, you know, because I wonder that this this was the first year that I I wonder how little how little it's gonna be. Like uh, for example, last year I realized that because I was making estimated tax payments. This year I didn't do that. I just, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna write a check. I'm saving things up on the side, saving things up on the side. This will be my pool for, you know, paying paying taxes when that horrible, dark, evil day comes in uh, in in April. Um, but last year, I remember I was making estimated tax payments throughout the year, and still at the end of all my filing and stuff, um, you know, refund. I'll never get a refund in my life. Yeah, ever, ever again. But but after it was all done. Here I am waiting for my accountant to send me back all the confirmation that it's done, blah, 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 here it is. And what comes in from the IRS is an, an, an another bill for like an additional $170. And it, it was something like a fine for, it was a fine a, related to estimated tax payments. Like I wasn't making enough. Yeah, they'll do that. They'll do that if if you estimate too lowly throughout the year, and even though you're you're doing your best to like figure out if if you don't hit a certain threshold, they will find you, and you'll have to send another. It happened to me last year where I was. I had to pay almost another two hundred dollars. I'm like, wait a second, it's tax day. I went to my accountant. I have my 1099s. I have my ingoing and out uh, ingoing and outgoings. I, I have all my numbers here. All the math has been done, and here is a big fucking check for you. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like, what does it matter? 
how how dare you put an additional fine on top of that because I wasn't giving you what uh, constituted one check in appropriate increments? Fuck you. This is not your money. Yeah, I, I, I used to pay quarterly. I would do estimated payments quarterly. And I just got a letter today saying that they expect me to now pay every two weeks. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to God, I swear to God, beginning at the end of March, I have to be paying them every two weeks. So, I mean, I'm going to have to get like a like a a payroll specialist or something like that. You know, I mean, because I'm not going to I'm not going to have time to like sit down and and keep doing the math. I'm just going to have to overpay and know that I'm overpaying and then pray that I'm going to get something back at the end of the year. But I mean, from from what I understand, we can all pretty much expect to pay up to 30 percent more than we have in years past. And it's already been a huge amount of money. So what, what changed this last year? Biden. Biden. <laughs> and the, the need to steal as much money as as possible from people because they're pumping it over to Ukraine and, and everywhere else. And they just forgave another, I think, uh, uh, I, I don't even know how many people, but more $152 billion in student loans just got written off again this morning. Of course, I'm not on that list. <laughs> but, but wait a second. But wait a second. Just to piggyback off of what Adel just asked, what what has changed? Like, what was there was no act of Congress that made any adjustment to the tax code. What what changed that 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 kind of cost would be passed on to us? That that is. So the IRS doesn't need Congress to tell it to uh, to either take less or uh, or expect less. Uh, they're, uh, they have, they have autonomy. Okay. Like Congress has dominion over the IRS. The president has dominion over the IRS, but the IRS is like autonomous on its own and it it can, uh, make adjustments if it wants to, uh, they can also decide to go after people, uh, on like specific issues. Like if they think, you know, it's just like any business basically, you know, I mean, like you're, you own a company. And you know that perhaps you're not making enough in a certain area. So, you know, maybe you increase the 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 fees on a particular product or you start ensuring that you're collecting for this or that. And uh, and you can use that to increase your your bottom line. So the IRS can do that as well. You know, I mean, they they start looking harder at particular areas or maybe uh, and, and this is specific that certain deductions uh, are no longer uh, in place. So. But whereas something may have given you a, a, a tax relief previously, now it's going to be uh, instead a burden. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was a Supreme Court ruling against the EPA, I remember, a little while ago, right? And it basically yep. said that you know they don't have the power to legislate. They don't have the power to make policy, right? They, could, they can't enforce things on the states. I, I feel like with, with that with that ruling, someone should be able to go in and kind of take on the IRS in the exact same way, right? Like remove this autonomy. I mean, you know, how how is it how is it illegal for the EPA to do shit like this, but the IRS can do whatever they want? I feel like there's another step to be taken with that ruling and and to really get this bureaucracy in check. Like why why isn't that being done? Well, I mean, it it could be. I mean, you know, that particular legal precedent could be applied to other federal agencies. But, you know, in the case of the IRS specifically, someone has to have the courage and the money to be able to go up against them. Uh, And there has to be a specific sticking point. Um, You know, the the policy and and the regulations that the EPA was enforcing uh, were found to be essentially unfair and an undue burden on uh, business owners and landowners. So, you know, you would have to make a specific argument about some direct decision or aspect of taxation. Uh, and, you know, un- unfortunately, if you are that person and you have the, the the means to be able to do that, I think that you're probably gonna find that the IRS is going to make it their mission to destroy you before you're able to carry something through to conclusion and be successful. Um, that's the thing. I mean, the IRS is an evil, evil agency. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, mean it, 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 you, I would not describe it any other way other than evil when it when it takes people who are not 
don't, don't have, I don't have any will to run any kind of a scam. I don't have any will. I have nothing like that. I, I, I dream of just be having this purpose driven life. Like so many of my, you guys, just a purpose driven life. You wake up, you do your thing. Hopefully you're able to sustain yourself and maybe save a little and thrive because what you're doing resonates with somebody, you, you, your family, whatever it is. If you're just building a legacy for yourself, what the, whatever to think when you see this video and when you, when you contemplate what you're what like Zach saying and stuff like that, and we're going back and forth on this, it's so evil in how it makes you in your total innocent state think, am I doing something wrong? Like you, like you start wondering, but what about my life? Can they, can they target? And then that level of paranoia starts just starts building up. And that's the worst part. I mean, you got people who are out there have no, they're not thinking about anything except just surviving. And mm -hmm. here are these vultures who add nothing to the world. If you work for the IRS, you add nothing to the world. You only take away and you yep. waste. And, and to make us rethink our lives and contemplate, not if we're doing something wrong, but if there's something that could be made into a fault, that's just, that's just horrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a fucked up concept when you really think about it. Like you go out, you work your ass off to make a little something. And it's not like they even tell you, Hey, you owe this necessarily. It's figure out what you owe me. Yeah. And send it to me. And then if I decide at a later date that you did your calculation wrong, I'm going to fuck your world up. I mean, yep. it's, it's such a it's like when you really break it down in you know, high level terms, it's so messed up. It's so incredibly messed up. Well, even I, with the, the, the going back to the estimated taxes again, it, it's not enough just to pay the full ob obscene bill that you're going to pass on to us in April. You're gonna you're gonna add an added fee because we weren't greasing your palm along the way. <laughs> I mean, you gave us a due date. It's April every year. There's no law that we have to pay you along the way. It, you see that that's the whole point. And there's there's the self employment tax is the most obscene thing that you can conceive of as well. It, it's just that they want people, they want people strung up and bled consistently throughout the year, and they don't like that anybody even makes them wait. They don't even want to be made to wait 10 months. Yeah. So, and I see Deb in the chat says, uh, just stop paying. Yeah. Okay. You do that. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, you know, that sounds great in theory, but I mean, <laughs> I especially first. for, especially for us, you know, I mean, like we would be the first people that they would make an, an example out of, right. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, the only way that would work is if everybody just stopped paying and, you know, even then, I think that they would still do something to try to enforce whatever policies they have. And, you know, I mean, it, it, the the amount of coordination that that would require is is beyond something that I think I'm capable of or that even all three of us are capable of. And, uh, you know, believe me, they they would relish in the uh, idea of of coming and taking everything that we have and, you know, putting it all over the front page and we'd end up in prison. Yeah. There, there might have been a time where that was, you know, something you could dream about. But like right now, if they have the ability to spy on your bank account, it really comes down to these financial institutions, these banks. Are are they going to tell the IRS they can't garnish your paychecks or just straight up go in and remove money from your account? If if, if all of us decide, hey, we're not paying taxes, straight up tax yeah. revolution. And, you know, for any... For any feds out there, I'm not suggesting we do this, but even if, if that was something that we decided to do, um, like how how do we like who, who's to say that the banks wouldn't just cooperate with that? They would. And, they, yeah, they would so, absolutely. And the only yeah. way, the only way that you can lead a life outside of this, you know, because especially now that that we we hear about just how pervasive and invasive the AI aspect of this this you know uh blanket monitoring of civilization on an economic level is uh the only way that you would be able to have any kind of life outside of that and to skirt the system is to find a way to do a a, a sizable amount of business in cash completely away from anybody's prying eyes and then like a mafioso 
You need to find a way to hide your squirrel, your squirrel, your cash away in bird feeders and this and that. Hide it beneath the tiles of your kitchen floor and only use as much as you can justify in an audit. You couldn't even use it as uh, as yeah. frequently as you wanted to. <clears throat> so you'd have to be able to justify all your spending if you only have so much reported. I mean, yeah. you'd be living the life of a mafioso. It's true. It's true. You'd be living in secret. You would be you know, talk about paranoia because if the IRS thinks that you're trying to get away with something, uh, the, you know, they don't even need any sort of proof. I mean, they could still come to you and say, how have you lived all these years without making a, a sizable income to support the lifestyle that you have? We're just going to take everything that you own because we believe it belongs to us. And even if you leave the country, do you realize the IRS still taxes expats like if you're not living in the united states your business is overseas they still want a piece of that pie you would be forced to give up your u.s citizenship and you know take up a citizenship of a, a foreign nation yeah it's it's insane it's very, um, very expensive very expensive to, to actually completely renounce your citizenship too you know and here's the other thing there is there there's a, a particular figure uh on x I'm not going to say their name, but uh, they have frequently told people to stop paying their taxes and suggested that they should. Well, now, guess what? The IRS is coming after them and and they want a payment or they're going to allegedly seize their land. I don't even know if that's true or not, but I think that's a um, I think that's a, a strange twist to take if you're just going to make something up. You know, you, you've been telling people not to pay your taxes and now all of a sudden the IRS wants the taxes that you haven't been paying. You know, it's a bad look. No, yeah, yeah. I've interviewed really, really. those people before, and I'm just like, hey, maybe you have a point. Maybe you actually are right. But, mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, I it, you, what's reality? Right's not what keeps you alive. Okay, I, <laughs> you know? not. no, these people are evil, and they don't care about what's right. You know, they will twist the existing laws and regulations to destroy you if that's what they wish. I mean, I've, I've heard personal stories of this happening, you know, people who had not done anything wrong, but they pissed somebody off at the IRS. And that's all that it required. And, you know, they got everything taken from them, millions of dollars, they they, they went to prison. Uh, terrible, terrible. I guess it's a it's a good thing that I'm I'm becoming more and more interested in dog man stories these days, then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I need I need to I need to shift my platform as well. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, so I've, I've actually got to bounce because I got to start my countdown. So um, I love you both. It was a great conversation today. I'm glad that we didn't just talk about the news because I, I love these free flowing conversations. But you guys are both awesome. Peace, my hey. friend. All right. See you. Have a great show, man. Thanks, bro. All right, there he goes. He's going live in five minutes over on his channel, Red Pill 78. Uh, so go hang out with him. Frank, you go live at seven tonight. What, what's on the agenda for you, buddy? I've got my based nutritionist, Jay Gulinello, coming in tonight. It's the first time he's been in in a, in a while. And, uh, and we are going to, oh man, I got a bunch of stuff. A lot of science fails tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about farm wars that are going on in Europe. And of course, here in the United States. Um, when he's on, we can talk about anything and we probably will. There's going to be a little bit in there about the, the, uh, the, the outages, the cell outages, but then there's also just going to be a lot about food, freedom, nutrition, uh, and, and, and good stuff like that. So please, please join us at seven o'clock ah! and <laughs> both my balls descend at seven o'clock and, uh, and that's it. Awesome, man. Well, hey, I, I hope you have a great show. And uh, thank you for the hour, man. I, I always appreciate you coming on these Thursday shows. I'm sorry I was late, Adel, but I'm happy I was here. Yeah, man. All good. I appreciate it. Have a, have an awesome rest of your night, buddy. You too. And pay your taxes. <laughs> I certainly will. <laughs> there he goes. Frankie Val, the Quite Frankly Show. 7 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. Go check him out. Quite, uh, quite frankly TV, And then, of course, redpill78 uh news.com for all things zach Payne. those guys are the best my name is adel nero 
My channel is 412 Productions. If you want to come follow me over from Badlands onto my other platforms, 412 Productions is on Rumble, DLive, Odyssey, CloudHub, and of course, the best platform of them all, Pilled.net. If you guys haven't seen the latest from Pilled.net, uh, it's got a whole new look. I'm going to actually bring it up real fast. I know we have a lot of people watching over on Badlands. I just want to show you guys what's been done uh, real quickly here. If you guys you know, maybe didn't like the old user interface, if it wasn't intuitive, you found it confusing or frustrating, uh, we have completely revamped the entire look and feel and flow of this thing. Uh, it, it's a lot more comfortable. It looks a lot more like what you're used to uh, seeing on and other live streaming platforms uh you've got your feed of who you're following you know everyone that's live on the platform what's trending on the platform there we are right there uh a chronological of of uh live stream posts uh that you could just check out random uh folks creating content and then of course you have your um you know like twitter posts basically uh other kinds of contents so you have posts and memes so if you want to just spend some time scrolling through memes, there's a whole meme canon in there. Uh, great, great memers on the platform as well. And then you got your categories. So it's very similar to what you've seen on a, a lot of other live streaming platforms. It's cleaned up. It's working great. And uh, we're super excited about the future of Pilled.net. And the best part about Pilled.net uh, is it's truly grassroots. You know, we don't leverage any big tech infrastructure. We're not listed on the app stores uh you know we don't use any of the big guys for web services or anything like that everything is built from the ground up and what that allows us to do is keep the bullshit hate speech clauses and things like that out of our terms of service uh so we're truly free speech no one can come to us and say hey we're going to deny you service uh if you don't censor a b or c or if you don't take this person down or if you don't start cracking down on this we're going to deny you service we have taken our time and, and truly built this thing from the ground up in a way that we can't be leveraged uh, to do any of that. So uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, please go and, and create an account, go get involved with it. Uh, I, I, I think the future is very, very bright. We're going to continue honing this in and, and cleaning this up. Uh, and, and making sure that it provides the best user experience possible. But we're very proud of, of how far it's come. And uh, we're, we're very excited for the future of Pilled.net. So it's, uh, it's like I said, brand new user interface. I think you'll find it very intuitive, very easy to use, both on mobile and desktop. So again, please go check it out, Pilled.net. It's, it's really, really, really cool. Um, so anyway, there's that. And then we do have... Um, we do have one more sponsor here today, uh, My Pillow. My Pillow. Uh, so I'll go ahead and play that, and then I'll I'll come back on the other side and officially sign off for today's show. Thank you guys again so much for tuning in. To celebrate the new year, we're having the biggest sale ever on overstock clearance and brand new products. For example, save 60% on our Goose Down comforters, the best comforters ever. They go perfectly with our My Pillow bed sheets and duvet covers. Save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels. They're made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Our initial quantities are extremely low, so get them now before they go. Our seasonal flannel sheets are finally in. You save up to 50% and they sell out fast every year, so order now. They're truly the best flannel sheets you'll ever sleep on. Or save up to 80% on all our clearance items. And this is where it gets even better. For a limited time, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. All right, we are back. We are back, so let me uh, go ahead and say some thank yous to uh, everyone who so generously donated over on pill.net with our gold pill system. Uh, Floyd said with a cookie says tucking it back cookie. Thank you very much, Floyd. Appreciate always appreciate the tucking it back cookies. Boys blonde loop the loop. Thank you as well. Due diligence says was gonna say that was the fastest hour ever. It always is so freaking fast. Um, when, when we're with uh, Frank and Zach together, the conversation always just flows. And before you know it, 
It's the top of the five o'clock hour. Sean Joe says with paranormal, once something becomes real, you're not that afraid of it anymore. Yeah, that's true. The it's it's the mystery and uncertainty of it that can be unsettling. ATD 1204. Thank you for the gold pills. Water wizard, thank you for the cam. Boys Blanc with the cookie. Floyd with the cam. Boys Blanc with two more cookies. Says the IRS takes my taxes out electronically weekly. Not no opting out. And I've never been late ever. They love me, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, you're you're a model citizen, uh, boys blonde. But honestly, that that sounds like a very stress free way to live, um, knowing that you're always paid up and and uh, whole with with the 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 federal government is probably probably a good uh, a way to get a good night's sleep. Braves piano. Thank you for the cookie. M the painter. Thank you for the can. So something called the Chevron difference is up at uh, SCOTUS. It will cripple the administrative state. God, I hope so. Due diligence. Thank you for the cans. So cheers to another great show. Thank you, Floyd. Uh, Best Nani with shades. Is here is your night vision goggles to watch the IRS lurking in the dark. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Best Nani, thank you for the shades. And then Target Driver says, I like the changes to the interface on mobile. Kudos to you and the mats. Most of the kudos, almost all of the kudos go to the mats they are absolute uh absolutely amazing uh, with what they do and what the two of them together have been able to build uh pretty much just the two of them is astonishing you think about all these other live streaming platforms they have um massive amounts of resources uh you know small armies of coders and developers working to build out their platforms uh, we've got, we've got, um, you know, essentially two, two brilliant coders that are doing all of this and designing all of this and they're doing an absolutely phenomenal job. So, um, like I said, just very, very excited and, and, uh, optimistic about the future of pill.net and free speech online in general. We did 2,400 gold pills today. Thank you guys for the support. I just released the scratching. So go ahead and get your ticket. Uh, Red Pill 78 just went live. My boy Drunk Pinata is also live right now. If you guys are looking for something else to watch in the comfy bunker, those of you guys uh, on Badlands Media still hanging out, please come give us a follow at 412 Productions. Please go check out pill.net. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really taken a huge step forward over the past 48 hours. And I think You'll be very, very impressed with, uh, with with the new features and the new layout. Otherwise, guys, that is going to do it for me today. Uh, thank you all again for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you guys next time for Frankie Val, The Quite Frankly Show, Zach Payne of redpill78news.com. My name is Adel Nero, and this has been Taking It Back, a 412 production. You guys have an amazing rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody.